It is so much better coming in here after a winning weekend on Picks and Pizza. I'm your host, Joe Gillio, joined by the pizza czar of Raleigh, Anthony Guerra. Anthony, you went uh, 3-0 on your NFL picks last week. Big bounce back from the 0-3 weekend. You know, listen, we needed uh, You know, we took the loss hard the week before. We, we went into practice hard. We took it... Uh, some some shuttle drills, yes. little, little cone shuttle, yes. little fifteen yard shuttle. We reevaluated our process. You know, every time we fail, we look at the failures and and and, and what that decision making process looked like. We tried to fix that. Hopefully, we continue the streak. Nothing like a couple of jabronis on a gambling podcast celebrating their wins <laughs> a week after going winless. So, uh, is the great American way here on podcasts. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. It's all about this week. So I want to get into our picks this week. We will celebrate our picks from last week. But I thought it was interesting. You sent me a tweet on Sunday and you were like, hey, man, we need to bring this up on the show. So let's look at it. This is the odds for the first coach to be fired this season. Now, as a caveat here, I do not celebrate anybody losing a job. However, these gentlemen will be paid no matter what. So it's all in good fun. It's totally different for them than for, say, me getting fired on a random Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. That's different. Ron, Ron's on, Riverboat Ron's okay. All uh, right. So here are the odds. Washington, Ron Rivera, minus 200, which if you are due to gambling, means you have to put up $200 <laughs> to get 100 back. Then we have the Bears, Matt Eberflus, plus 200. I don't, I don't see the Bears being impatient here. I don't know about you. They're just a bad team. I think you yeah. being a bad. We're just a bad team. Josh McDaniels from the Raiders is three at plus five hundred, meaning if you bet a hundred, you win five hundred. Chargers Brandon Staley, who quite frankly probably should have been fired after the collapse against the Jaguars last year in the playoffs, nine to one. That's a franchise though that has traditionally been patient. The Vikings, interesting one here, pretty good return. Kevin O'Connell, 16 to 1 plus 1,600. They won 11 games last year. Like, they're not, this is the Vikings we're talking about. And they are blaming, this is getting painted on Kirk Cousins. Oh, the whole thing. Which, by the way, you see the NFL quarterback doc on Netflix? Does that I have not. You've not seen it. Not yet. Oh, great, great, great doc. It changed the way I look at Kirk Cousins in a good or a bad way. Great way. Okay. Amazing guy. We have our guy, Robert Sala. Get out of here, 33 to 1. Why would Woody Johnson get rid of him in a year where Aaron Rodgers gets hurt? I mean, and it, they're fighting. The, the team did look like, to be honest, <laughs> the, the winning cures everything, sure. as, I, as I know personally after <laughs> last week, it cures everything. But yeah, that team looked like it was going to revolt. And, and I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to foreshadow my pick, but the, the revolt might come back out. The pitchforks and the and the might be coming out. All right. After. So the Browns, we have Kevin Stefanski. The Browns are, are infamous for firing coaches. Still seems like a little bit of a long shot there. 33 to 1. Saints, Dennis Allen. Saints are a little bit of an enigma, but coming off of a route of the Patriots. Then we get to the one. On, honestly, this would be my pick. Now, I wonder if, first of all, this is betonline.ag. So it's an awful, it's an offshore uh, site. I bet you that wording gets a little bit hairy because it says first NFL coach to be fired. I could actually see Peyton walking away from this thing. What like what week? Like that's what I'm saying. Like, like you, you saw his reaction to Russ's fumble late in that game. They're absolutely tied to the dead weight that is Russell Wilson. 
So I don't see a way home for them other than him coaching him up somehow, which doesn't seem to be going great so far. So I could see Sean Pay Payton quitting, and then I could see the book being like, well, he wasn't fired. He quit. Yeah, that's tough. Now, I, I don't understand how you get out of bed every day if you're Sean Payton. You know, like these NFL guys, like the the real guys yeah. guy. Joe, I wake up every morning at 1 a.m. and I go to work at 1.30 a.m. and I'm in the office. And then I go sleep until, on the couch. Yeah, yeah come on. Get a, get a life. I, Brian Dayball is not... I know the Giants are awful. They are. But he was the NFL coach of the year last year. The Giants have been in this terrible cycle of, re, of hiring and firing coaches. I think they just need to let him bite the bullet on this one. And probably figure out how to get a uh, early draft pick next year and replace Daniel Jones. I, I think that's the play for them. No, they've become a dumpster fire. There's no doubt about it. Do you feel better about the the Giants quarterback or the Jets quarterback? You feel better about Zach? Well, Danny Jones in his Jones? back. I mean, Danny Dimes with the neck, as I can relate. I don't know. The, the Giants' offensive line is just trash. The Jets lost another offensive lineman this week. They're also trash. So who's your? Who would be your? pick? My pick is Peyton. We'll take semantics out of it. My pick is Peyton. Who do you have on, I, on this list? I have Josh McDaniels. I mean, listen. Little I, Mark Davis being impatient. Yes. I could see the 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 ghost of Al Davis being a little bit grumpy. And they like changing stuff up to change stuff up. And Josh McDaniels is just an annoying dude. Like, is he like your guy? You're in <laughs> Vegas. Get a showman in there. You know, uh, how how mad is Davis that Roger Goodell got uh, what's it, Gruden fired? Let's do uh, Tom Brady, player, owner, coach. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I would do it. I'd be like, here, Tom, you, you do whatever you want, baby. Go, go, go ahead and do it. Player, go owner, it. coach. I, I'll jot those down. I'm going Peyton. You're going Josh McDaniels. Now on to our. Let, let's celebrate because there is a time. Well, do you want to do Matt Canada or not? I. I am so confused by Matt Canada, and I came here with questions. I think the listeners have questions, too. All right. Did let's see if I can get this to work, because I have not been successful with this. Can I can I set the backstory for a second? Yeah, here? go ahead. Did you watch the end of the game? Kenny Pickett, audibles on the line. Maybe they're at the 20-yard line or so. Yeah. Throws an out route. Touchdown. Game winning touchdown. Yeah, it was a nice play. If your guy, your corner play, your guy calls an audible and it ends up with a touchdown to give your team the lead to win the game, how do you react? Oh, there's there's at least a fist pump. I mean, listen, I like the Ken Dorsey reaction, by the way, from offensive coordinator reactions here. We're going to talk about the camera in the booth. You know the camera's in the booth. Right. Now you do. Yeah. Ken Dorsey was uh, like launching papers last year and throwing stuff around. <laughs> like he was going bananas. Yes. I want something. I know. I want, and that was in a negative way, Matt Cannon stares at it as if he's trying to figure out if the painter matched the paint line correctly on the trim. He's just staring. Did they use the paint tape correctly. Yeah, did they yeah. use the blue tape right? Like, Matt, Matt, your team is winning the game. All right, so obviously some backstory. Matt Canada was Dave Doran's first offensive coordinator, and I had a chart, which became slightly famous in NC State circles, the J-Sam pitch count, because I did not understand why Jalen Samuels, A, didn't play more and why he didn't get the ball more. And literally, I found out years later from one of the graduate assistants that his job after Canada was fired was to double check my work on the JSAM pitch count. Ooh. 
I knew you had, big Matt Canada guy. He had to wake up the Sunday and make sure that my pitch count matched what they actually charted. And oh he was like, God. I hate you so much. You cost me so much extra work. And I'm like, it's not my fault. You had an offense coordinator who did not know how to use it. it their best players. That has always been my complaint. Uh, let's just have a little aside here. This week, NC State finally figured out, hey, Kevin Concepcion's our best player on offense. He's our best playmaker. Absolutely. He had 14 targets. 14. The next closest person had four. That's how it's supposed to work when you have a fastball. Get That's how it's supposed to work. Like, you, you think Mike McDaniel's out there being like, well, I've got Tariq Hill, but it would be awesome if I could figure out a way to get the backup tight end a screen. And that is what Matt Canada does on a regular basis. Okay. So for me, my issue is not that I don't like Matt Canada, although he is a very peculiar individual. He has his own way and, and we all have to run our own race, Anthony. Yeah. So I've never had any, he's, he is his own person. That's fine. I was, and I was never like fire Matt Canada. My thing was when you have good players, please use them. Sure. And he is, it, to me, he's never done that he, at no matter what. And there's probably a pit fan out there going, well, James Conner had a really good year. Yeah, but they also like that year, like through like two or three screens to the backup tackle. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Is he LSU, trying to fight the trend of speed? Is he yeah. like, you know what? Let me show you what slow people could do with the Ed, football. Ed Orgeron fired him in the middle of the one season that they were together at LSU. And of course, the very next year, LSU turned around the greatest offense in the history of college football by basically saying, hey, you know, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are really effing good. Let's give them the ball every other down. Oh, yeah, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is good, too, so we'll we'll mix him in to some. It's yep. not, this is not rocket surgery, Anthony. No. Okay? No. Kind of like you make pizza, I do podcasts. We know what we're good at, yeah. right? Stay, stay in Like Matt line. Canada, just, just find a George Pickens, for example. If you think he's really good, continue to feed him and give him the ball. Maybe Kenny Pickens figured that. So... People like to tweet at me now. They're like, hey, man, look, your whole, you're like, you hate Matt. I don't hate Matt Canada. I also, it's a phenomenon now that he has figured out how to fail upwards. He got fired after a bowl game at NC State where literally Jalen Samuels touched the ball three times and scored touchdowns on two of the touches. And then it was a rainy day and a muddy day. Everybody who played in the football game was rainy and muddy and wet and their uniform looked like shit. Jalen Samuels looked like he just got out of the locker room. And I'm like, <laughs> this, and I remember, like, this is why you get rid of this guy, because you can't figure out who your best players are. He goes from there. He does end up ha having great success at Pitt with the Pitt Panthers. Now Pat Narduzzi, the head coach of Pitt, hates him and badmouths him at every turn because he took the LSU job where he got fired almost immediately. Then he ends up somehow with the Steelers. I am telling you, he fails upwards every single time. And I, it is my contention that he will be the coach who replaces Bill Belichick. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, his trajectory from NC State to LSU to the pros is now leading me to believe that he is going to be the successor to Bill Belichick. Now, this will transition to the video. Have you ever heard a better chant at a hockey game? At a hockey game? At a hockey game? I was once in Pittsburgh for a hockey game during the NFL playoffs when the Steelers were running hot under Cower, mm -hmm. the year they won the Super Bowl. And they were chanting, because the, the Penguins were bad that year, they were chanting, let's go Steelers at the hockey game. So I know your cross-section, your, your your Venn diagram of, of Penguins and Steelers fans is this. It's just, it's just one circle. 
I tell you what, though, I give him a ton of credit. This is great stuff. All right, this so is great let's stuff see if this will work. Great stuff. Hang on. A plus. All right, that's not just the uh, any hockey game. It's opening night of the Penguins <laughs> playing against Connor Bedard, the number one pick in the draft. So it's like this game that people have actually been looking forward to. And they get distracted with a fire Canada, your offensive coordinator chant in that's the amazing. middle of a hockey game. It's great stuff. You're chanting about the coordinator of a football team. I'm, I'm just going to A plus. Gonna stop that talking. is A plus fandom. A plus. It is. It is. All right. Well, you know what coach who has already been fired, but has already left us with the greatest gift of all time. I want winners. That's right. Mike Singletary. We want winners. And what did we deliver last week on this program? Oh, oh, yes, we did. We delivered winners here on Picks and Pizza. I went two and one in part because I decided to play a total and I'd never play totals, but the dolphins luckily covered the giants. Tried the referees tried to backdoor that one dolphins cover Russell Wilson under. We'll get to him again today. And then I took the under and the jets Broncos way too many defensive scores in that one. So that's a loss. You had the Niners. They rolled that thing to the house, a chain. You texted me on his 76 yard touchdown run, which mm. you said mm. he's going to break one early and probably cover this in one run which he did. Yeah, and then you yeah, took uh, yeah. you took the Jets, the motivated Jets in the Nathaniel Hackett game. So uh, inspired. 3 and 0 so now in the season you're 7 and 7, which is a minus 70 in the juice. I am 6 and 8, which is minus 280 with the juice. So again, reminder, we are gambling for a you get a choice of your bottle of bourbon and I get a Julio named menu item on the Oakwood Pizza Box menu. And I should point out that this week's I Want Winners is brought to you by Oakland Pizza Box Wednesday through Saturday. Go check out Anthony right there on Personal Street across from the Krispy Kreme. OakwoodPizzaBox.com. Order online. Go in. Get yourself a nice Narragansett. Just chill out. Drink a beer. Wait for your pizza. Get the square. The soon-to-be renamed Gilio. I can't wait. The Julio special. I've, I've, got, I've got ground to make up. I also forgot that the Jets have an injury. So while we're here in real time, I'm changing my pick. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I, forgot, I, wow. forgot, I forgot about the injury to Vera Tucker. Oh, Vera Tucker, Tucker. Vera, whatever. You don't feel good about uh, the it's offensive a, line. No, you know what? That's bad karma. And plus, it was a big, it is a big number at home. Although, what is really the road trip from Philly to the Meadowlands. It's fine. It's bad karma. I'm leaving it. Listen, you get it the wrong time of day. It's going to be a long two and a half I know. I know. All right. So I want winners. So Anthony, let's start with your lock of the week. I'm going to stay with a lot of, well, first of all, a lot of big, big, big lines. Because line, we're starting to see a lot of bad teams, Panthers, the Broncos, the Giants, those are bad, bad football teams. Right Terrible now. teams. The Commanders are not good. The Bears are probably not great. So we definitely, we get you know, my Miami Dolphins staring at them, but 13 and a half points is a heavy, heavy against the Panthers. So I, I, I took the 11 last week. And like I mentioned, the officials tried to give the Giants that thing. You tried to get it back. It's I'm a back door. Gonna, I, I am going to go to Mike Singletary's former team. I'm going to lock in. 
Lock the it in. 49ers going into Cleveland. Okay. Playing an injured or possible the the possible injury to the quarterback Deshaun Watson. Maybe your guy, Jacoby Brissett, plays. Maybe not. Don't know. Don't care. The 49ers are the best team in football. All right. And not only are they the best team in football, but they're also one that now leads the NFL in the most important category. That is their record against the spread. Look at that. We talked about this last week. Which teams are running hot? Let's find them. Let's ID them. And you've got Miami, who we've been riding all season four oh, yeah. and one. Detroit, my man Dan Campbell and the Lions, also four and one. And the Niners now four and one against the number. More interesting to me for my big pick of the week, my lock of the week. I'm going back to a team from last year, my Cincinnati Bengals. You'll see last year, the Bengals were 13 and six against the number wow. so far this season. They are only one, three and one because Joey Burrow has basically made them a public team. Well, the actual numbers suggest that they haven't been great this year to which I would say to you, I think they may have found something last week in a gigantic breakout for Jamar Chase. Go my fantasy team. Finally, thank you, please. And thank you. But here's the other one I want you to look at because this is about the opponent. They play Seattle this week. And, and listen, I'll be the first one to tell you, Pete Carroll has done a much better job post Russell Wilson than I thought they were going to do. I thought Pete Carroll was done, done. Like I thought the Seahawks were ready for a complete and total restart. How about Geno Smith? Geno ah. Smith has been good. He was better last year than he is this year. And here's the thing about Seattle. They're three and one on the season, right? You're going, Joe, well, why would why would you take, you know, why would you take the Bengals? By the way, the Bengals are home three in this game. I just want you to look at the two teams that Seattle beat in the last two weeks. Yes, they did beat Detroit in week two. Fair enough. But their last two wins are over, the, over a terrible effing Giants team and an even worse Panthers team. So give me the Bengals this week. Uh, I love the Bengals taking this thing home. Minus three. Not only do you want winners... You want locks. You know what that means. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Pretty much all of your props, your player props, have been stone cold locks this year. It's really impressive. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, listen, I, I. it's very hard to bet games against the line. Vegas is very good at the line. I like the player props because you got a chance. All right, at least so, I feel like I got a chance. So we're going to go to the Thursday night game. This is the Chiefs and the Broncos. I am going to take Russell Wilson's passing yardage under, since it's the only thing that's been friendly to me in terms of a player prop. The number is up to 226 and a half this week. And I just want to show you his game log. And I, I speaking of things I could probably be talked out of, I, I suspect the Broncos are going to be down in this game, probably most of the game, even though I don't see Travis Kelsey playing in this game. So Russ in the Russ last week, 196 under against the terrible Bears team in a game. They won 223 under uh, in a shooting match with Miami 306 in a shootout with Washington 308. And then in a rock fight with Las Vegas, one seventy-seven. <sighs> Anthony, I could I could be talked in either way on this, but I'm just gonna take the under, even though I suspect they'll be trailing this whole game. Yeah, I could see that too. 
He stinks. This team stinks. Mr. Unlimited, I can't Mr. stand. Unlimited. I can't stand this guy. But I tell you what. I, so you're going to also take Russell Wilson just in a different way. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I, I scrolled over. You should be able to see the rushing totals. So his rushing total for this game is 20 and a half. 20 and a half. So he's hit that twice this season. 49 against the Jets and 65, 56 against Washington. And he's had three games where he hasn't. So you're going to go which way? I'm going over on 20 and a half yards rushing. He's Yes, I think he's going to have to throw the football a lot. Yes, I do think that Everybody on that, everybody knows the Bron- the Broncos going to lose this game. I think he's going to scramble for two first downs and call it a day. I, I, he relies on that a lot. Against the Jets, he was just dropping back and running. I think that's going to be a habit you're going to see pop up in this game. He found success on that. It's the only way he moved the ball, really. All right. If, our- if you make him throw the ball, you're going to lose big. All right, our lock of the week is brought to you by Groove Wagon, our guy Riley Dunn, thatdamnwagon.com. If you got any fantasy needs, start or sit, any kind of daily fantasy advice, text the King 919-306-8598 or go get his real stuff, thatdamnwagon.com. You got fence hopping and you got Magnifico, two low THC seltzers. Listen, on a Sunday, maybe you went a little too hard in the paint watching that Thursday night game. Maybe you went, maybe you got a little too riled up on a Friday night with the alcohol, with the beers. You know what you need? You need a groove wagon. Go check them out. It's thatdamnwagon.com. Or again, any kind of fantasy advice you're looking for, check Riley out. 919-306-8598. Text the king because, listen, my fantasy team is a mess despite uh, a huge outing from Brock Purdy and uh, Greg Kittle. George Kittle last week. I was very happy with that, but I suspect my team has already played its Super Bowl. And now, of course, the reason this whole entire podcast was started. Not the pizza question of the week. Oh, no. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yes, the Jets coming off of their Super Bowl. A win over the Broncos <laughs> that their social media site was was celebrating like literally it was Super Bowl three, and Joe Willie was walking off the Orange Bowl stadium. Oh, we talking about the, the Kevin James, uh, the Kevin James meme? Uh, it was big time stuff, man. I tell you what, these marketing departments, media departments, whatever it is, I love it. If we could have like an eighteen-year-old kid just to talking smack running it for the football team, I, I love it. All right, so Jets are at home. Seven-point home dog to the Eagles, who are unbeaten still on the season. <sighs> Which way are you going, dog? Uh, give me the Eagles. I uh, I think Zach Wilson shows signs of life. I think the team shows some signs of life. We have realized that Brees Hall is great. We should give him the ball. I think Zach Wilson has learned that he needs to just throw the ball to the wide receivers, which is great. I just don't think he could see the field. Uh, there's a lot of, I watched a lot of tape of that last game, unfortunately. I mean, the red zone performance was terrible, 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 terrible. But a lot of that was based on Zach Wilson not hitting guys who were wide open. Uh, you can't do that against the Eagles and win. Eagles, again, they're, they're on the road. And quote, they're the 
the two-hour drive is not going to affect the Eagles. Yeah, I think I talked you into this one, and then I talked myself out of it. I, I'm there. Because it's I, a big number. Seven's a lot, man. Come on. No, nah, I think it's uh, this is easy. I feel pretty good about it. If I could weigh the bets, weigh my three bets, this would be the this would be heavily weighted. This would be the one. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now it is, and I'm going. I'm going to go the other way just because you saw that I had it the other way. I had the Jets, so I'm going to stay with the Jets. So we are we are opposite on a couple of picks this week. We'll see who ends up uh, coming out on top because again, we are betting for the ability to get my name added to this menu, uh, a Chilio <laughs> option on the Oakwood Pizza Box. Menu. So let's go to the Oakwood Pizza Box pizza question of the week. It is brought to you by Tyler on the Instagrams. Did I hear that Anthony is going on a quote-unquote pizza tour? This A sounds wonderful. And B, how do I get Anthony's life? Oh, God. Yeah, no. It, this so you're is going a, on a pizza tour. This is a luxurious. This is a luxurious weekend for me. I will okay. not. I will not be a pizza box this weekend. So, but it'll be open. It'll be open. All right. It'll I like open. it. Lunch. Like lunch it. Friday closed though. Time no out. lunch on Friday. Ken, lunch Friday closed. Okay. No lunch. And we, Joe. Yeah. And Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Joe, you, you show up if you want. I, <laughs> there won't be any pizza, but you can come. And... I can't get Roger to open it up for me. No. Okay. Ain't gonna, ain't gonna happen. All right, all right, no, no, all right, all right. So uh, we're doing it. What for is this pizza? Tour? We're doing it for charity, actually. Uh, somebody asked me about pizza in New York, and then I'm very specific, and I'm very much intrigued with history of pizza in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, so we we actually fixate on uh, Brooklyn on this trip, especially. Uh, so we're gonna go to a couple of classic spots, and then some of the new kids who came up, who were most certainly influenced by the OGs. Uh, which I find very interesting in pizza. A lot of us, like a lot of the new things you might see are really very old things or from a specific shop. So I'm trying to show that line between the new kids in Brooklyn and the uh, the, old, the old folks. So are you leading this pizza tour for charity? This, I am leading this pizza tour, yes. Uh, okay. We, me and a great friend of mine, Billy Durney, who runs uh, Home Team Barbecue and uh, Red Hook Tavern, which could be the best restaurant in New York, period, the end. Whoa. Um, yeah, easy. Easy. Fighting words. Send it. Red Hook <laughs> Tavern is phenomenal. Where is it? It's in Red Hook okay. uh, in Brooklyn. It is great. High, high, high recommend. Get a reservation, though. Uh, small place. Uh, phenomenal food. But this pizza tour is specifically... Um, we're going to go down to DeFaris in Brooklyn to start off. Mm -hmm. uh, and DeFaris started a lot of things. Dominic DeMarco, there, the patriarch, who's long gone unfortunately he changed a lot in pizza uh he certainly influenced me and he influenced thousands of other people who are smart enough to just look yeah uh and then just geographically we go with lmb spumoni gardens and then luigi's in park slope which is a great classic slice joint uh and then an authentic to, new york slice if you will oh yeah absolutely <laughs> and easily one of the best signs on a pizza joint in the country that thing is so good Hey, he's a great guy. Gio is almost always there. Uh, Gio took over for his father, and his his sister's actually there a lot, too. Last time I saw him, he's always there. You going to really stop really by nice Jet guy. Life Stadium while you're up there? Maybe I should. I didn't <laughs> think about it until this moment. I mean, we might, we might. I don't know if you're getting in, though. Those Eagles fans are are feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah. The the Jets, Jets fans are not feeling great. So maybe, maybe the... 
maybe the, the, the secondary market there will be fair. No, I, I'm not sure if I'll be there, but we'll see. All right. Well, let's see if we can continue our hot streak. Looking forward to another weekend of winners here on Picks and Pizza. When we come back right after this break, we're going to have Josh Goodson with our college picks of the week. I went 3-0 and in college bets last week. You were, it, so if you're tired of me, hot, if you're tired of me bragging about our NFL picks, you're probably going to want to skip this college segment. But Josh also went two and one last week, so we're both on the rebound. We'll see how we do with a big NC State Duke game. We'll have our lock of the week, and we'll also have a pick for Carolina and Miami right after this. All right, we've made our NFL picks, which means it's time to bring on Josh Kitson, RTP Mortgage, to make our college picks of the week. And Josh, Anthony, and I were just celebrating actually having a good week for a change last week. You don't believe in jinxes, so like you're totally okay with us like dumping the Gatorade and popping the champagne and being happy that we had a good week last week. For sure. And what and what's even more I'm more annoyed about last week is I, I know I went two and one on this, but I actually hit a first round leader again as well. Yes, you did in golf because you are the master of first round leaders. So let's actually take a look at how we did last week and how we're doing this season. Cause I feel like we've we've made a lot of progress, which is making me happy. So and you know how that goes. I, I I like to celebrate our wins, especially when we have bad weeks. And quite frankly, we were we were in a little bit of a rut, you know. And it, and it happens. I mean, it happens to all of us. And especially is going to happen in gambling. Um, so here well, we are. Do you think it's our Do you think it's our fault, or do you think this has just like been maybe a weird uh, a weird year for college football? Because I look at I kind of I, I go look at against the spread records. It's like where we're. where what were we off? Where were we not off? Like sure. Georgia, yeah. They finally covered last week, but they they were zero and five against the number up until last week. Like we, I don't think it's so much uh, us being bad. It's just the other teams have not done their jobs. All, uh, the teams have not done their jobs, in my opinion. The thing I like is we're learning as we go along. That that's the progress I'm taking. You're eight, eleven, and one on the year. That's minus four hundred. I'm nine and eleven. That's minus three hundred. You were two and one last week. I was three and zero. Oh. So let's start with a game we're going to disagree over, and that is NC State goes to Duke. These two teams were this rivalry was killed by the expansion in two thousand and four. They just don't play all that often. State's first trip to Durham since two thousand and thirteen, which was one of your favorite games of all time, if I'm remembering correctly. Um. Is is a Devon Edwards playing this week? Devon Edwards, I do believe, will be in the building, but is not playing. I actually, I think I heard you say this. Was it, I think it was on your Law of the Wolf or on OG podcast? Like they're honoring that coastal <laughs> team, and like I don't know if you asked that coastal that that team like what their best win was. I have no clue, right? I, I didn't follow that team enough. Like who was their best win? But I can imagine. The, the the year that year when they beat state at home that i don't know if it was the most satisfying win or anything like that but just the way that that game happened was just pure silliness state was bad that year they were having- well, let's bring it up because it was actually a really good tweet that you had so let me find it we'll pull it okay. up this was the year that duke this was dave doran's first season this is the yes. year that duke won the coastal division this was david cutcliffe's best 
15. So this is going to be going to get your brains working this morning. Who won this football game? And what was the final score? Uh, and then you look at the stats and I mean, you're making a really good point here, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, state out yarded them and, you know, it, but it wasn't crazy. There was a bunch of turnovers. Both teams had four turnovers. No one did anything great. State was leading. I was at this game. They were leading 20 to 17. At, yeah. And I, I can remember state was bad. They were going nowhere that year, but I was like, guys, we cannot lose to Duke. Like Duke, Duke should not be doing this. I was mad because I felt like Duke wasn't even that good that year. They had just kind of taken advantage of their opportunities, which I think as a state fan, that's probably the biggest thing that people are mad about with NC State for the most part under Dave Dorn. It's like when you have an opportunity, taking advantage of it. And then yeah, they had more passing yards, more yards, more rushing yards, more first downs. I believe the sequence of events was pick uh, Brandon Mitchell – Pick, no, there was a kickoff return for touchdown. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Mitchell pick six. Then they, I didn't even realize they brought in Pete Thomas the next series, I guess, to like try to do something. And he threw a pick six on the next play. It went from NC State leading by three to losing by 18. It was disgusting. 38 to 20. And what does that have to do with this year? Well, nothing. It's just the first time they've played yeah. since then. Do you think? Any of the common opponents matter in this game because they have two so far this year. Duke and NC State have both played UConn and Notre Dame. And I, you know, my answer is probably going to be like, well, of course, you're a state fan. You don't think it, like, I don't think it matters. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just, I just want to, I just want to give the scores. They played UConn yeah, in the I, they, they played UConn in the opener, and every opening game of everybody is always can be weird. I'll get sure. That, yeah. All right. So Duke played UConn, beat them forty-one to seven. State played UConn, beat them 24-14. Yep. Notre Notre Dame played Duke, beat Duke 21-14. Notre Dame played State, beat State 45-24. Yeah. Um does the transitive property apply? Probably not. You got different schemes, like you said, different times of the year. Is a team healthy? Where is the game being played? Uh, in the case of UConn, both teams went up to yeah. East Hartford, so that's at least applicable. And Notre Dame came to the Triangle twice, so maybe there's there's something to that. But the the weather in the Notre Dame game, I only bring this up because it gives us like a point of reference. Yeah. And I know you're willing to dismiss some of it, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. The way that Duke handled UConn kind of signaled to me like, uh-oh, maybe, maybe it's something wrong with It signaled to you like as a negative to state because I just signal it as like Duke's just good. That like, okay. if you ask my opinion, like I don't think it meant anything to like, oh my God, state didn't do that against them like they did. I just think it's signaled like, no, maybe Duke is actually a lot better than I thought because you go up there and take care of business in a spot where you easily could have gone up there and slept walk and found yourself in a game. Like yeah. to, to me, I think it, that that screams more about Duke just being good versus state being bad or whatever, you know, theory you're going towards. You know what I want, Josh? What? I want winners. I want winners. I love that Mike Singletary clip. So we got our winners. We've got our locks. And of course, those are brought to you by RTP Mortgage, Josh Goodson, rtpmortgage.com. 
I love this. This is your real phone number. Like this is the phone number that I have for you in my phone. Maybe you have a maybe you have a burner account. I'm not sure. 252-361-1415. Look, the market's not great right now, but you you probably have a mortgage, number one, and you want to know what's a better way to go around maybe getting some money out of your house, right? We you, yeah. you don't know what you don't know though. So I, but Josh does when it comes to your home loan. So check him out. RTP Mortgage. Dot com Again, you can always call them, 252-361-1415. This is where you tell me that you'd like to keep your license. So we like to point out what your MLS, NMLS number is 1569995. Again, go check out Josh at rtpmortgage.com. And any any good news in the home loan industry this week, Josh? Uh, I had a closing today with your friend Whitaker and, uh, at Whitaker and Hamer. Oh, look at all of that cross-pollination. You had a closing with Whitaker and Hamer today. I love it. Wonderful. No, it's, it's, I, I still I still have a, of the opinion that, yes, the rates are still high, but home values in our area are not really going anywhere or getting any lower themselves. And so there is a little bit of a benefit of not having as much competition if you're looking to buy right now. I don't think okay. that's an unfair thing to say. So you could probably get a better deal on the home than than, than waiting if rates do drop because if rates drops guess what's going to happen everyone's going to try to get I back know, in the market. i also like to tell people like your your first step is realizing the mortgage that you can afford so you got to yes. reach out to you for that to figure out where your ballpark is so again that's rtpmortgage.com all right josh let's get into this pick for the state game duke is now a home favorite home three riley leonard not expected to play i do not expect to see him um, I do believe Henry Bielen will be the quarterback for Duke. Does that change anything or, or your thought process for this game? No, I, I would have taken state before. And I guess if Riley had played, I would have got a better number. Um, yeah. I, he runs the ball. Well, I assume the, the backup is probably going to run a similar style offense. It's not going to be that much different. Um, it feels like a Peyton, if state wins, if it wins, it's a Peyton Wilson game, right? Okay. Does he, um, does he can he spy him and keep him you know the guy from making good plays with his legs and all that Peyton Wilson I think is the best linebacker in the country so if I think he's the best linebacker in the country then I kind of have to ride with that um, and I think momentum with college kids is a hell of a drug and there's just something different about winning 48 to 41 from a momentum and confidence and good vibes than winning 17 to 10 if the 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 results are the same the still a win but i think just them seeing uh you know explosive plays happen on offense was just good for the entire team and so i, I like that i like to see that translate over if you remember last year i think it was his menjay's second game was the wake forest game wake. last year yeah so i like the switch i also like the idea that they realized kevin concepcion's their best playmaker yeah. he had four uh, and a lot of it was in the in the uh, jet sweep game but he had 14 targets the next closest person had four. Yeah. Like that's, that's the kind of map I thing. want to see out of my offense coordinator. So that's, that's a, good a good thing, thing, especially when Concepcion's making plays. However, I've called this shot since the summer. I actually thought Duke would get off to a slow start and then bother state fans that they lost to Duke. I'm picking Duke in this game. I'm laying the points. I don't think there'll be a great difference between the way that Beelan plays. Yeah, Riley Leonard, he's on some kind of run. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think you can just call the... Okay, now let's do Riley Leonard scores from forty-seven yards on a on a broken play, which right. happens quite a bit with Duke. <laughs> um, I just think Duke's defensive front is legitimate, and I think Mike Elko has that group. They're fourth in the country 
in scoring defense. And again, they have pretty much all of the same opponents that state does. So I like Duke's defense. I I thought state's offensive line played better against Marshall. And I, I I hope Dylan McMahon can stay healthy. I mean, I thought he made a huge difference up front for them, but I thought there were a lot of plays. I don't, the interceptions didn't bother me for MJ Morris, the way that the plays turned out. One of them was tipped. One of them went off of Concepcion's hand and the other one, that screenplay, I just thought the kid from Marshall made a really, really nice play. Mm-hmm. That didn't bother me at all. What did bother me was in the red zone, he threw a couple more passes that should have been intercepted right. and weren't. And hopefully he can learn from those. Uh, I just I just like Duke's defense in this matchup. So I just want to be right. And I also would like to be right from the summer. Yes. So you've been, you, you've been calling this like <laughs> I, I don't know what would what Duke would Duke Duke could have the flu and no one be able to play Saturday and you're like damn it I'm still taking Duke I cannot be wrong on this I cannot backtrack on this <laughs> yeah you know how stubborn I am um, yeah. meanwhile I mean, I, it, should, it should be a fun game and it, it's it's kind of a it's a wild um it, it's a big game for both teams meanwhile what a gambling spot. In Chapel Hill, you have everyone taking an absolute steaming dump on Miami for the way that they lost their football game. And then everyone is on Carolina's popsicle for the way that they took care of Syracuse. Carolina, this is a home three and a half. So the odds makers kind of sort of throwing their hands up with this one. Which way are you going with the heels? You know who doesn't care that Mario Cristobal didn't take a knee? Mac Brown and the Tar Heels or Drake May? Vegas. Vegas. I mean... Like a lot of that, if you're trying to educate people, a lot of people would yeah. look at just the outcome of last week and be like, why is this number not 10? UNC's beating everybody. Miami sucks. And it's like, well, no, if the guy, guy takes a knee, they win the game. And like the number still would have been three. Right. right? <laughs> you know, such so, so like, I, I'm worried UNC's good. As a state fan, I am worried about that. Their defense is actually trying. Um, Drake may finally looked like Drake May last week. Um, UNC, I've been to enough games over there, state fan, but also when I was at UNC, they actually show out for these night games. Yep. Generally. Miami in particular. Yeah. Miami, and yeah, the, the, the Miami-UNC thing is just a bizarre, since they've been in the league. I remember a, a Halloween weekend, Devin Hester, top five UNC team went over there and lost. And should, you know, or, or Miami team went over there yeah. and lost. And so... Yes, a lot. Carolina, I'm taking UNC. Carolina's six and three at home against Miami since Miami joined the league. Uh, I'm going the other way. I'm going to take Miami. I like the way that Miami runs the football. I still think that's the way to beat Carolina is by running the football. I like the fact that everyone is is down on Miami. So I'm going to go. I hope you're right. Now, now if Carolina right. wins this game, I, Carolina has a legitimate chance of going 12 and 0 in the regular season. Yeah. So I, I, I personally hope you're right, but I. I don't know. UNC's just playing well right now, and I have to call it like I see it. I, that's fine. That's, we've been pretty good about the heels this season, so yeah. at least we have that going for us. All right, it's time for our locks of the week. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Speaking of games we've actually been right about, our locks have been good this season. Uh, got, again, you got to celebrate your wins where you can. Last week, we actually both had Alabama, which was notable that we both had the same game and it came home. So that is exciting for the for the two of us. But I think we're going in two different directions this week. So I'll start with your lock of the week. Syracuse is finishing a stretch where they had to play Clemson, UNC, and now they're going to Tallahassee. 
So the three best teams in the league. Three best teams in the league. And they're they're looking like a team that's had to play two of the three best teams in the league back to back, right? You yeah. know, the Clemson game was kind of bizarre. Like it, they lost by 17, but there were some weird turnovers early, which kind of made that one get out of hand. They just got crushed last week. And I don't really see them getting off the mat, to be honest with you, this week down in Tallahassee. I just Florida State's just way better. Uh Florida State's not gonna have any issues with Garrett Schrader. Syracuse is also injured. I think this is a, a Florida State three-touchdown win. I believe I can get 17-and-a-half. So I'm going to lay 17-and-a-half with the Seminoles and just think that not Syracuse has quit. It's just you're going through a gauntlet, and I don't really see it getting any better this week. All right, how's this for some logic? Okay. My, my game of the week, I want – I think the one thing we've been struggling with is actually taking teams who score a bunch of points, mm-hmm. right? Like we think Georgia's supposed to be good, even though they, they've they've struggled to kind of put some points on the board. I'm going to take Washington this week because I think Washington has the best offense in the country. Yeah. They just so happen to be playing Oregon. Are you ready for the top three teams in the country in scoring? USC number one, Oregon number two, Washington number three. What is going on in the Pac-12? Is just no one playing defense in the Pac-12? <laughs> Or are they all playing Colorado and just, just blasting yeah. points on them? It's 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 definitely bizarre. But no, Washington has just been a wagon the entire yeah. year and like dot do, been dominating. Yes. Like not, and this is a home three. Yeah. This is a home three game. I think this is Penix's coming out party. I think Washington wins this game and launches themselves into the conversation for the college football playoff. I I, I just it just feels like one of those moments, three thirty spotlight game national game for abc i just i could be wrong or oregon is the one pac-12 team that actually has a good offensive line and defensive line it's pretty rare out there that you actually have a a physical team oregon has traditionally been more of a big 10 team than a pac-12 team right Um, but i i I just i think it's washington's time it was a couple weeks ago one of the maybe dan walken or someone else who follows follows college football was like I think Washington's pulling a 2019 LSU on us and we're not paying attention. Uh, I'm not sure they got Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson running around back there. Uh, But Penix is really good. And I think they're just pouring it out. So give me Washington for my lock of the week. You'll be in Durham on Saturday night. I will be in Greenville tonight. Now double dip and going to see my pirates tonight. Going to uh, a big number at home. Kind of like the pirates a little sneak. I don't know. I think 12, I, I might take the Pirates tonight. But no, I will be in Durham Saturday night as well. All right, I'll have you report back to me since you've already chastised me for not going to the Duke State game on Saturday night. You know I'm in bed by 8.30. You think I'm really going to go to Durham at 8 o'clock? You're going to watch this game because you need to be right. I know you will. <laughs> I definitely will. It'll make for a good episode next week. And of course, check out Josh. RTPmortgage.com. Did you like my RT, RTP Mortgage lock of the century last night? Second period Canes. Yeah, canes are good. Talk about a wagon. They're 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 good. Canes are really good. Like you said, the uh, crowd last night was awesome. The the state citadel crowd will be exactly the same for the men's basketball. <laughs> be buzzing on November the sixth for sure. All right, come back next week. We'll have more picks. Hopefully, have another good week on picks and pizza. Thanks, Josh.